0: Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why light mornings can disrupt your sleep and some ideas to try if you're struggling with this. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blatman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create And I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. In England at this time of year spring is here and everything is so beautiful. The daffodils are everywhere, the trees and bushes are starting to come into blossom and the feeling of cold and darkness that we've got in winter is finally shifting into the lighter and brighter phase of spring. And if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, perhaps you're experiencing the same changes at the minute. Now, it's great because it's not going dark in the evening as quick and in the morning we're not now having to get up in the pitch dark. But the flip side of this is that as spring turns into summer, it will start getting lighter earlier and earlier. And this can be disruptive to your sleep. So I wanted to explain to you more about this and give you some suggestions if you've noticed that this is happening. So as I've talked about before, the level of light is really important to the regulation of our sleep patterns. And this is simply because we've evolved as a diurnal species That is our normal pattern as humans is to be awake in the day and asleep at night. And it's important to realise that this isn't simply learned behaviour, this is biologically programmed, meaning that our brain is waiting to receive information about whether it's night or day and then align our sleepiness and wakefulness accordingly. And I went into more detail on this in the episode I think it's entitled, Sleep is a 24-Hour Process. Uh, I explained more about the importance of body clocks. Okay, so our brain is receiving information from our eyes on whether it's night or day, and it's obviously not by looking at the clock, it's using the information about how much light the eyes are detecting at any given time of the day or night. And if our eyes detect low levels of light or no light, then the brain can interpret this information as a sign that it's nighttime. And then this information is relayed to the parts of the brain that are in control of sleep. And when it's dark, the brain is biologically programmed to want to sleep in the nighttime. Now, it's not the only information the brain is using, obviously, to regulate sleep, but it is one of the most important ones. And then conversely, when the eyes are exposed to higher light levels, it relays this information to the brain. And it can then interpret this information to understand that it's daytime. And now the parts of the brain that control sleep are being advised that it's daytime and we're biologically programmed to be active in the daytime. So we're linking our body clock to the changing light patterns. So if we think about the situation where it's nighttime and we're asleep and it's dark outside and our bedroom is dark and the information to our brain is consistent with the state we want to be in, in other words it's dark therefore it's night time and therefore our brain interprets that it's the best time to sleep. But then as dawn starts to approach the sky gets lighter and lighter outside and this light is enough to start to come into your room and begin to increase the light levels in your room Now such is the cleverness of our biological design that our eyes actually continue to detect and register the level of light even when they're closed and when we're asleep even. So you may not be aware that it's getting lighter because you're asleep but your eyes are and this information has been registered and it is being sent to your brain. Now your brain is interpreting the increasing light levels probably as a signal that daytime is approaching the active time. And so it informs the part of the brain responsible for sleep. What can happen at this point is that even if you haven't got enough sleep, your brain can still use this information to start to bring your sleep cycle to an end. And as it becomes lighter still, you could come more and more out of sleep until you wake up. Now, like I said, this is the beauty of our design, that our brain is working behind the scenes, so to speak, whilst we're still asleep to get us ready to wake up and then to wake us up so that we're ready for the day, so that we can be ready to be active in the daylight. And when you live near the equator and the daylight patterns are pretty consistent throughout the year, then that's great. But when you live in a part of the world where the length of day changes really considerably, depending on the season, this helpful mechanism can actually become a slight hindrance. Because if it becomes light outside from say 4am and your room is getting light from this time, then your eyes will be detecting this and then sending a signal to your brain, which could be interpreting this as a sign it's time to start waking you up. In which case, once this process starts, it could be harder to go back to sleep if you do wake up. So this helpful mechanism then starts to actually become a hindrance, like I said, and particularly if you didn't have a full night of sleep because you've got a sleep issue, in which case it may be really important that you sleep all the way up until the time that you actually want to get up. You don't want to wake up earlier than you have to uh, and start to come out of sleep at 4am. Okay, so now you understand what is actually going on here and if you think you're being affected by this, what's an action step that you can take to address it? I've got two suggestions here. The first is to install in your bedroom, some blackout blinds or shades. I like to do this personally in addition to my normal curtains or drapes because then I've got more options. Most people think of blackout blinds for babies or children's rooms, but not their own. So perhaps you haven't considered this before, but I would really think about it. I really like it. So this can be one way to make sure the light level in the room stays low as long as you want it to. The downside of this option is that you actually have to be awake to get up and open the blind in order to let the light in. So you you have to get out of bed in order to let the light in. And then as the light is actually quite helpful to help you wake up and shake off the grogginess when you do want to wake up, you can lose this helpful light exposure, like I said, that's, that's helping you as you come approaching when you want to wake up and then close to the time when you want to wake up. So another alternative that I found helpful is to use a sleep mask or eye mask and you can either sleep with this on right from the start of the night or I've also found effective if you don't want to sleep with it on all the way through the night is to keep it to hand on the bedside table and then as you find yourself coming out of sleep because of the light I just reach for it and put it on then and then I find that it is easier to drift back into sleep Whereas previously I might not have found it possible to get back to sleep once once the rooms are really light. And then obviously when I wake up and I want to wake up, then I can just take it off. Or if the alarm goes off and I need to get up, say if I've set an alarm, then I could just take it off. Then I don't have to get out of bed to let the light in, so to speak. Okay, so do reach out and let me know if you have any other suggestions for solutions that you found for this issue. Because I'd love to hear from you. And if you didn't hear the last episode, you won't know that I've released a free training called How to Sleep First Steps, where I walk you through why your thoughts could be keeping you awake and my complete approach to getting back to sleep. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at nikki.blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.